Blog Talk Radio. Yeah, put your heads together right now. Listen, I don't know where you're listening to this at. Maybe in your car, maybe at the crib, maybe at the mall, the country club, maybe in the hospital. You could even be on lockdown. But I dare you to get this in your spirit. Speak to your situation and say, I will rest. Oh, yeah. Put your hands together. Freddie P, can you let them know something? I will bless his holy name. Whether it gets him sorrow, sunshine, or in rain. Everything in me will find a reason to bless his name. Yeah, yeah. 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 
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Fred Hammond this morning, and I will bless his holy name. I don't care what I'm going through. I got to bless the Lord, because if I'm waiting patiently on him, all I got to do is praise him, worship him, uh, pray. He, he's coming to take care of it all. He may not come when I think I want him, but I promise you he's always on time. He's an on-time God. And today, if we can have faith, if we can have the patience to wait on him and trust him, everything is going to be all right. Oh, some things may be out of what we call whack in the South, you know, um, country. It may be out of whack. It may not be right. It may not be the way that you know it should be or the way that you want it. But if we can wait on him, he's coming and fix it all for us. Yeah, no need to, to fret. No need to grumble, complain, and murmur. All we got to do is wait on God. He's on our side. He's for us today. His word said, if he be for us, he's more than. Look at this. The whole world against us. I don't care what the doctor said. I don't care what the lawyer said. <laughs> I don't care what the supervisor, the superintendent, and nobody else has said. God have the last word over your life, saints. I can't call you Christians, yeah, because anything may show up, and they say they're Christians. But let me tell you this this morning. You got to be the saints of God. Saints of God, they obey God's word. The saints of God, they get in the scripture, and they find out what he said, and they walk through it. They obey it because today you got too much showing up saying it's a Christian. They, they, they don't have the Holy Spirit. They don't have the Holy Ghost. They think being saved is just enough. They think that talking about God is just enough. And what they say, but let me tell you, the proof is in the pudding. He hear what we say, but he's looking at what we're doing. Oh, yes, he is. For his eyes are in every place. He's beholding the evil and the good. How about that? He know what's going on everywhere. At the same time with everybody, this is how big our God is. He's Jehovah, almighty God that have all power. There's no higher power. So today, if you can wait on him, if you can keep believing and learn to trust him again this morning, it's all going to come together and work together for your good. Yeah, we're more than conquerors, so we're victorious. We, we already have the victory. He said no weapon that is formed against us shall prosper. He didn't say the weapon wouldn't form, but it won't get no bigger. It won't go nowhere. We are conquerors. And not only that, we have the victory. His words say, I'm healed, I'm filled, and I have the victory. But I got to believe this. And I got to walk in this. And I can't talk negative about my situation. I got to speak positive because this too shall pass. Yeah, it, it's only temporary. Trust God. Whatever you're going through today, it is only temporary. It won't be this way always. Hallelujah. He coming and sign and, and seal and deliver the deal for you. Some people don't feel, well, it's me and, and all my life. I've been called stupid. I've been called crazy. I'm never going mountain none. The devil is a fool and a liar. And he will make a fool and a liar out of you if you believe his report. We don't, re we don't want to believe negative reports. We want to believe the report of the Lord. 
Again, I'm, it says, I'm healed, I'm filled, I have the victory. Again, it says, no weapon formed against me shall prosper. Again, it says, I'm more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus that loved me. It was going to say, I can look to the hills from which cometh my help. All of my help comes from the Lord. Who made the heavens and the earth? Look what the scriptures say. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. That's a big word, all. And lean not to thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him. He's going to direct your path. Be not wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Don't think you know what the end result's going to be because you don't know. They said no on Monday. Turned around on Tuesday and called you back and said yes and told you to come on get it. Huh? I'm talking about Almighty God who have all power. There's no higher power. He, he, he'll never end himself, so he'll never end you. Mm -mm. As long as we live in his force, even when we're dead, he's for us. Huh? <laughs> come here, Lazarus. Come on out of there. The sister said, you'd have been here a few days ago. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Sometimes we talk crazy to the Lord. But he come and he straightened us out. He didn't, he didn't uh, uh, say too much with her. He went to the grave and called Lazarus forth. And that's what God do for us. We crazy and acting crazy and doing crazy stuff. He don't say nothing. He just come and fix your heart and regulate your mind. That's all. <laughs> because he know today what's best for us. Yeah, although our weary eyes, we can't see. But all we got to do is tell him, thank you, Lord. And help me not to complain. Help me not to complain, grumble, mama. Help me not to do it, Lord. Help me be quick to hear and slow to speak. And there was slow to anger. Don't let me get angry and, and, and cut a donkey. Help me today, Lord. Help me today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. He's on our side. When I tell you the God that have all power, there's no higher power. He owns the heaven and the earth. It's for you today. He's on your side today. All you got to do is go to him, stretch out in him. See, because sometimes we say the little simple prayers, you know, it, it sounds like this, but that's not what we say. We say something else, but it just sounds, now I lay me down to sleep. I pray the Lord my soul to keep. If I should die before I wake, I pray the Lord my soul to take. Yeah, that's a good prayer. It is, because I want that. But guess what? I need to pray what's going on with me. Lord, you see, my heart is heavy today. They said this and that on the job. My husband cutting a donkey, the children cutting a donkey. Whatever your situation is, Lord, I, I need to read this book and understand what I'm reading. Lord, I need more money. And I'm asking you today to multiply what I got so that I can pay what I need to pay. He did it with the fish and the loaves. You don't think he can do it for you? That same God back then that did them fish and loaves, he's still multiplying things for the good of us today. But we got to go to him. You have not this morning because you ask not. And once you ask, leave it on the altar, walk away. Many times I walk away, well, every time, really, I walked away, and when I turned around, he was doing it. There have been times when I put it on the altar, walked away, went to help somebody else, and before I left them, he had already fixed mine. Why? I didn't dwell on it. 
why he heard me the first time. Hallelujah. Ooh, I know that today. I know that beyond a shadow of a doubt. When you pray, I promise you, God hear you the first time. But if that thing is weighing on you, you can go back to him again and say, Lord, this burden is still in heaven. You said, come unto you, all that are burdened and heavy laden, you'll give me rest. Help me, Lord, to take my mind off this situation and put it more on you, or people that you can use me to bless. He loves a cheerful giver. When we give of our service, our time, he loves all of that. He see all of that. Some of you are coming up for a memorial. Hey, shop. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hallelujah. Some of you are coming up for a memorial before God. He remembered what you've done. Even in 2020, he remembered what you've done, he said. He remembered you serving others. He, he higher, 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 God. Oh, higher, 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 higher. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. He saw what you did in 2020. He saw where you went, who you served, how you served. He saw your good days and your bad days. Hey, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. So you're coming up for a memorial. Cornelius came up. Cornelius came up. He didn't have the Holy Ghost. He came up. God told him to send one of his men down there to Joppa to get Peter. Peter on the housetop having visions. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he come off that housetop, the men was there. And told him what you know what was going on. He went on back with him to see Cornelius. When he got there, God blessed them all. Blessed Cornelius, his family and friends, because he loved his family and friends. And he loved strangers. He gave much alms to the poor. Yeah, he gave much to the poor. So guess what happened? That day his whole house received the Holy Ghost. God let him know, hey, I'm not just for the Jews. I'm for anybody, Gentile. I'm for anybody that wants me. I want them. And I want them that don't want me either, but the choice is up to them. So the same thing is tell the Lord today, Lord, let me come up for a memorial before you. Lord, remember me and the works I've done unto you. Bless me uncommonly today and bless my family and my friends near and far. For some of us got friends far away, family far away. We want all our family and all our friends to be blessed. I'm grateful unto him. I'm hearing a whistle in my mouth. I don't know what that is, but it's okay today in Jesus' name. Yeah, he wants to bless us beyond our wildest imagination. Look, I was looking yesterday, and I didn't have but a few pennies. And I needed some things, and I was trying to uh, hold up and wait a minute. The Lord said, go get it. I went on and got what I needed. You hear me? (laughs) And I don't have to worry about it because he is going to increase the few coins that I have. He's going to multiply. And everything that I need, I will have. Yeah, in just a little while. Because, see, I believe in giving. And, 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 and I believe in this. Uh, I see you in dire straits. I may need, feel that I need something, but it's not as bad as your situation. So I give you what I have to take your situation 
and I wait on God to take care of mine. And I tell you, he come right in and he fix it. I paid something for $100 for somebody. He gave me 200 back, huh? He gave me interest, 100% interest on what I gave to somebody he had me to give to. He's that kind of God. I went and just sat with somebody and just listened to them talk. And anybody ever talk with me on the phone, they know I interrupt conversations. You talking, I start talking. Yeah, I do all of that. It's crazy. <laughs> ah, I, I take that back. I bind that up in Jesus' name. Not crazy. Just excited and anxious and jump right in there. Mm-hmm. And go to talking. Sometimes it's God, sometimes it's me. Most people know when it's him. They know the difference between me and him, and they shut up. What, 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 what? Yeah, because the Lord's speaking. But sometimes I just listen. Not on the phone. I'm in person. I can't say a word. I I, I got it in my mind what I want to say, but it won't come out my mouth. Because I have got to listen. That's the biggest part of counseling is to hear. God loves that. Lady called me yesterday. Her daughter was in the hospital having an operation. I couldn't go and she couldn't go. She called someone else to go. I really wanted to go, but I couldn't. Ariana would have heard. That's, that's my primary care doctor. She would have heard I was headed towards the hospital. She probably would have admitted me. You going. You want to go over there and visit? Let me, let me put you in there and then you can visit all you want to. Because I'm not supposed to go. But I tell you what went. Prayer. And I, I'm going to ask the intercessors to pray for Nitra. Please pray for Nitra. Yeah. And pray for her mother, Connie. Yeah, pray for Connie. Yeah, because her youngin is in, in the hospital. That's what she said. My youngin having an operation and I can't get there. Yeah, because the doctor told her, too, you're not going nowhere. You, 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 you're on suspension for about a month. I don't want you out the house ripping and running because you got to know her. She loved to cook. Ooh, and can cook, southern gal, old country gal. <laughs> yeah, but she couldn't go, I couldn't go. So she called me. But prayer will fix it every time. Every time, prayer will fix it. So listen, God even loved that. You thought of her like you would your own child. You thought of somebody else's child like it was your child, and you prayed for them like you was praying for your own young one. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. We thank him today because, again, this morning, you have not because you ask not. You have not because he heard you the first time. You didn't put it on the altar and walk away. You holding it. Let it go. Another thing I see, I see some folks moving. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in that studio. I see different ones that's going to move very soon. You out of there, and you won't return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that. The scriptures say the prayers of the righteous avail as much. According to my faith, it avails much. Yeah. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. We thank him this morning. For there's none like him. And let's go to prayer. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you today, God. We thank you. We thank you. We thank you. Father, we can't thank you enough. 
Hallelujah. You're faithful. Are you good to us? You're more than good. Hallelujah. You're on our side today, Father, in spite of us. You know what's best for us today. And, Father, I bring your people before you. And I ask this morning in the name of Jesus that, Lord, you would bless every household represented here. Bless every person. Bless their family and their friends near and far. God, I ask this morning that you would cut the ties that need to be separated and cut in the name of Jesus. Give them a piece about it. Father, let them know it's you that's doing it because you see what's going on and the stress and the this and that that they're going through. Help today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. And Father, those that are going through financial situations, those that don't think that they can have more than they have right now even, Lord, show them you're the way, the truth, and the life. Show them that you're the God or that he'll be, that will heal their hearts and minds, that, Father, you can move for them in a way like never before. Lord, remove the sympathy for the devil away from these, your people, because many have sympathy for the devil. He come in all shapes and forms. He come in children. He come in wives. He come in husbands and other family members. I ask this morning that you would cut it, God, because we shouldn't have sympathy for the devil. We shouldn't have compassion for the devil, but, Lord, we should have compassion for your people. Move today in a mighty way. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I can hear strangeness coming about. Or do it, Lord, for your glory. Hallelujah. And we come out with the testimony unto you and help us to open our mouth and testify of your goodness. Somebody waiting to hear it. Move by your spirit this morning for your people. Like never before, oh God, we need you. And Lord, we want to pray more. Give us a, a heart and a mind to pray more. We want to study your word more. Give us a heart and a mind to study more. Give us a thirst for prayer and your word. But Lord, when we're praying, we're spending time with you. Help us today. To not be weary in well-doing. Father, we're going to reap the harvest if we faint not. Lord, if we keep going, we're going to reap the harvest. But if we faint, we won't get it. Help us today to be your people. Help us today, oh God, to be your people. A people that you're well-pleased with. A people that you're satisfied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. A people that's doing what's pleasing and acceptable unto you. In the name of Jesus. And Father, we bow down this morning and ask for forgiveness of all our sins and wrongdoings, wrong thoughts, wrong speakings. And though our sins be as scarlet, Father, we ask this morning in the name of Jesus that you would wash us as white as snow, cleanse us from all unrighteousness, give us a clean heart today, and renew the right spirit within us. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We bring those that are sick before you this morning, ask that you would heal. Father, you took a beating for the healing of the nation. There's yet healing in the hem of your garment. And this morning, we're pressing in just to touch the hem because we believe we'll be made whole. Father, it's you that heal all manner of sickness and disease. There's no secret. There's no hiding with you. You already know about it. Heal today. In the name of Jesus, fix it for them. Let their elderly go back in their minds. 
to have a younger attitude, to get things done that need to be done. Don't let them say, well, I'm too old. Now, I know you're not. I can do all things through Christ who strengthened me. Hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. And Father, we ask that you would bless those that are innocent and incarcerated. Set them free. Lord, those that are innocent, touch and heal their hearts and minds. Send your servants along, God, to share the gospel. Send your servants along to plant the seed. And Lord, send those that will water. But we remember it's you that give the increase in the name of Jesus. Father, we ask that you would bless our military, bless our administration of our military. God, things are out of place, it's out of order. But you know what's best for us. And God, we're on the winning side. We're the victors. God, because we have the victory. Hallelujah. Because we believe in Jehovah God, who sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. For whoever believes, uh, we won't perish, but have everlasting life. Bless our military in the name of Jesus. Father, bless widows and bereaved families and intercessory prayer people, preachers everywhere, preaching in the name of Jesus and obedience unto you, Father, and love for your people. Bless Israel, prosper Jerusalem today. Bless our brothers and sisters everywhere. Lord, I ask that you would look on those that are in every situation, and their children, and their wives, and their husbands, their families, mothers and fathers, oh God, their family, their brothers and sisters. Father, I ask that you will look upon them today and move by your spirit for these your people. Ask that you would open every good door, every godly door unto them, and shut every evil door that's coming their way in the name of Jesus. Father, move today. For these your people overseas. Have mercy today. Strengthen, O oh God, and raise them up. Oh, stir up the gifts in them, O oh God. You stir them up. That they'll spread the good news of you where they can, when they can. And those that can't speak your name, those that can't pray in your name, those can't even have a Bible. Lord, I ask that you would strengthen them in what they already heard, what they already know from your word. Strengthen them today. And Lord, multiply in Jesus' name. Bless these United States of America, but God, they just say the they just say the United States or other things. You know, they don't say the United States of America no more. Because it appears that the states are separated, everybody on their own. But God bring us back together wholehearted as one, as one America, in the name of Jesus. You know what's best. You know what you put together. And what you put together, let no man take asunder. And many think it's for marriage, but it's for anything that you put together. Let no man try and break it up in the name of Jesus. We thank you this morning. Hallelujah. We give you glory, honor, and praise. And, Father, we appreciate you. We love you today. Oh, it was you who first loved us. Lord, we wouldn't know what love is without you, for you are love. Thank you this morning, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Bless this segment, Father, of Jesus in the morning. Move in a mighty way here today. Feed your people until they want no more. God, let it go out east, south, north, and west today that you are almighty God, Jehovah, that have all power. Beside you, there is no other. Let it go out today 
that you're faithful. You're more than good to your people. Hallelujah. You're the God that healed thee. Let it go out today. You sent your word and your word healed. Do it today, oh God, in the name of Jesus. Continue to bless this segment. Have your way here. Move by your spirit how you want to move here today. In the precious name of Jesus, we ask it all. Amen and hallelujah. Hey, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I thank you today, Lord Jesus. I thank you. Thank you. Thank you for what you've done already. Hallelujah. You woke us up this morning, clothed in our right mind. Father, we have youth and activities of limbs, life, health, and strength. We can see, we can hear, we can touch, we can feel. Thank you this morning. We give you glory. Thank you for the sun that shines, the wind that blows. Hallelujah. We thank you for the moon that come out at night. Ooh, thank you for the season changing, God. We give you glory for all you've done for us. And more seen and unseen, you have blessed us. And, Father, we are grateful. Hallelujah. We appreciate you. We love you today. We give you the highest praise, hallelujah, to his majesty. Hallelujah to his majesty. Oh, we bow down to the king of kings this morning. Hey, the Lord of lords. We bow down to you, Jehovah. We bow down to you this morning. Almighty God that have all power. Oh, we bow down to you this morning and we reverence you, for there's none like you. Hallelujah. Bless your people. A blessed day. As only you can bless. There's none other who can bless in that way. I thank you. And Father, I thank you for the blessings that's coming out of my mouth for your people. I thank you today for the blessings. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Oh, hallelujah. There is none like you. Thank you for the sweet taste in my mouth. This way I shout. Hey, glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Can't say thank you enough. Hallelujah. Glory, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. I speak your blessings upon your people. I speak healing this morning upon your people. I speak more grace and mercy upon your people, forgiveness upon your people this morning, riches upon your people, Father. Hallelujah. I speak those things that I know that are not as though they were today. I speak hard desires in the name of Jesus. Thank you this morning. Father, without you, we can do nothing. We trust you today. We believe you today. We thank you for your word. We're looking to the hills from which cometh our help. Father, all our help comes from you who made, you're the one who made the heavens and the earth. We look to you today. Uh, without you again, we can do nothing. Help us to come boldly before the throne of grace and make our petition known unto you, Father, and walk away because it's in safe hands. Reveal yourself to your people. Show them that you're real, oh God. It's not a figment of their imagination. It's not what somebody told them. They think they want to believe. Lord, show them that you're real. 
Hallelujah. Heart desires today, Father, in the name of Jesus. If it be your will, and Father, I believe it's your will because I spoke it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Huh? Thank you. Listen, somebody need to praise him this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Because the blessings of the Lord is falling. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Receive yours this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Or to his majesty. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Father, we can't thank you enough for what you're doing right now. Great and mighty things just for us. All this faithful few, oh God, who come faithfully every morning, even from overseas, even through the archives and the podcast. Bless this morning. Hallelujah. I let whenever they turn it on, God, let it bless them. Let it roll on even into the night. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. There are none <laughs> like you. Hallelujah. Father, again, we ask it all and speak it all in Jesus' name. Amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Somebody told me this. They said, I have a feeling everything is going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Be all right. Be all right. Somebody went on as far as to say, the Holy Ghost. It told me. Everything is going to be all right. Hallelujah. I'm grateful unto him this morning. And I want to say this. I need your praising today because of what God is doing. Praising him today because of what he's doing in your life. Yeah, some things seem hard and the devil come to fight you and make you think you're not a winner. But you got the victory already. Yeah, you down in the back in, in the valley fighting. But guess what? You don't have to fight too hard because the battle is always already won. And God gonna bring you out the valley up on the mountaintop. Somebody gonna call me and tell me about the brand new car or the brand new SUV. Yeah, I can see that. I can see that. Yeah. Somebody gonna call me and tell me, hey, I I I I I'm sending you this much money. Because I got this much. I decided to split my tithes and offering with the church and with you. Listen, I'm talking about a few dollars. I, I'm not talking about the, the three zeros. <laughs> I'm talking about a bit more. God is moving for it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Yeah. It's a new day. If we can accept this new day and walk in the newness of life in Jesus, it's already all right. I can do all things today through Christ who strengthened me. I want to say that all day long. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Listen, we're going to our next song of the morning. And uh, when we come back, let's see what time it is. All right. We'll come back with a little few more encouraging words. And then at 7 o'clock, uh-uh, uh-uh, 8 o'clock, <laughs> we're going to try to bring Bishop Noah Jones in. And his message today, excuse me, is... Um, the storm is passing. The storm is passing. And you know, from what just happened, I had no clue about that message. God chose that message for today. Yeah. Because your storm is passing. Uh-huh. You've been through the storm and lots of rain. 
But in 2023, you can say, I made it. Huh? You had heartaches and pain. But ooh, you made it. <laughs> Hallelujah. Look at here. You've been talked about. You've been criticized. Even had to wipe a many tears from your eyes. But hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Oh, I made it, God. And you're not through with me. You're not through with me making it. I, I, I haven't come as far as I'm going. I'm going even further in you. Yeah. He's got a purpose and a plan and a system for your life. Believe me when I tell you this morning, he's got a purpose, a plan, and a system for your life. All that you've gone through, every one of those were trials, and every trial had a lesson to it. Uh-huh. And it's all right in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I'm thankful unto him. Let's go to this one.
Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Keep your sword in your hand and fight on. Because we we win it. We're going to win. I don't care what come your way, how it come, when it come, who sent it. We are winning. We have the victory. We're the people of God. We're the saints of God. And we have the victory. No weapon that is formed against us, I said, shall prosper. We're more than conquerors. We're not just conquerors. We're more than. We've been through the storm and lots of rains. We've been down. Hallelujah. We've been in places that looked like nothing was going to change. Looked like that was going to last throughout eternity till we die. But God stepped in many times and turned our situation around. And he's turning things around this morning for us. Oh, yes, he is. Yeah. Many of you about it. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. I need y'all praising God here. I need to get your mind on him and praising him. Yeah. I be from a sincere heart because what he is sending your way, blessings, miracles, favor, uncommon things. You don't get this every day. Mm-mm. You don't get this every day. Yeah, he wakes up every morning faithfully and uh, get us through lunch and get us through dinner and get us through the night and we go to bed and he wakes up those are blessings. And he continued to bless us. But uncommon blessings are things you don't get all the time. Uncommon blessings, miracles, and favors is not what you have every single day. Hallelujah. But in his perfect timing, oh, he's done a beautiful blessing. Hallelujah. Yeah, the songwriter said, you don't know like I know what he's done for me. You can't tell it. I got to tell it what he's done for me. Great and mighty things because he loves us in spite of ourselves. Oh, yes, he does. He loves us in spite of our shortcomings. We don't read the Bible Monday. He still loves you. I prayed two, two, maybe twice on Monday. He still loves you. <laughs> when he said, man, I ought to always pray and not faint. Pray without ceasing. But we don't always do all of the right things, but guess what? He's on our side. He's looking at your faith. God is always looking at faith. Do we have faith in him? Again, this morning, he counted Abraham's faith as righteousness. Not what Abraham was doing or how he was doing it, but his faith, what he believed about God. Yeah. And he showed the Lord. He showed God just how much when he told him to kill that only son. Boy, he loved that boy. He waited almost 100 years for that boy. <laughs> hey, and now, God, you telling me to kill him, to sacrifice him? Yeah, I'm, I'll do it because he loved the Lord and he believed his word. And God called Abraham friend. Look at that. Called Abraham his friend. Yeah, I want to be called the friend of God. Hallelujah. The daughter of God. Hallelujah. The worker of God. The giver unto God. Yeah, I want to be known for these things. Hallelujah. And he's able to do it. He is able to do it. Ah, uh, yeah, to see us through. Hallelujah. God, God bless you today. 
Uh, I thank God for you. Thank God for you. The numbers climbing, and I'm grateful unto him. United Kingdom, Kenya, Pakistan, Jacksonville, Florida, Nigeria, uh-huh, Jamaica, New York, Cairo, Egypt, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Morocco, Haiti, Algeria, India. God bless you today. Thank God for you. I thank God for you tuning in with me each morning. And the numbers are climbing. I'm so grateful unto you because it's our job to spread the good news of Jesus. That's good news. Jesus, a spell of good news. Yeah. If you know how to go to him on your knees, if you know, you're sitting somewhere and you know how to talk to him. Hallelujah. It don't matter where you are. He will in no wise cast you away, cast you out. He's listening to every word we say. Hallelujah. And I believe while I'm calling on him, he's already on the way. Our prayer is what's going to fix it every time, over and over and over again. So I'm grateful unto him this morning. Listen, I got to get another one out right quick, and uh, we're going to this one. I've run out of answers, I've run out of time And I'm so confused that I'm losing my mind It's gonna take a miracle to help me this time I'm traveling a road that has not one time
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Reuben Stutter this morning. And he's saying he need an angel. Send him an angel. Hallelujah. I want Jesus this morning, but I tell you, I thank God for good gospel music. And uh, God really used angels. Yes, he does. And uh, talks about it in the word. So look, let's see what time it is. We got five minutes. I want to hit it right at eight o'clock and there's a reason for it. So let's do this. Good morning to you, Sister Jerry. And a good morning to you, Minister Spinner. Good morning to you, Sion. Good morning to you, Minister Shonda, this morning. God bless all of you. Good morning, Sister Irene. And good morning, Sister Dorothy Goodman. And later, I hope to come back and do the full roll call. But this is who I see this morning. So God bless you. Have a blessed day. A blessed day today. Because God is truly moving for you. Hallelujah. And so we thank him. We thank him. We are going to try. Uh, let's do this one right quick. And so, so Jerry, I'm going to dedicate this one to you.
Hallelujah, hallelujah, Mr. Al Green, and uh, dedicated to Sister Jerry. Okay, I'm calling you in right now. And so uh, we we thank God this morning that uh, he's our friend, and he's a friend that sticks closer than a brother. And uh, we're grateful for that because we could be without the Lord. But he has blessed us, and we want to stay with him. Uh, yes. Wait a minute. Uh, y'all bear with me here. I'm going to get her in, and uh, we're going to keep right on going. We're going to keep right. It's 8 o'clock. Yes, it is. All right. We're going in with Bishop Noah Jones and his message, The Storm is Passing. Matthew's Gospel, chapter 14, and Matthew in his writing is writing primarily and to the Jewish community, and that's the Jewish Christians, and he is endeavoring to prove and to establish the fact that Jesus is the Messiah. It is intricately interwoven in such a manner that we can understand the encounters with Jesus and as well as the presentation of his parables. So he interweaves the accounts and the teachings of Jesus in such a manner that his actions endorse and support, corroborate those things that Jesus speaks about. It's not only what Jesus says, but what he does that helps to strengthen our relationship with him and to embellish our spirituality, give us a greater insight. And so Matthew now after he deals with the parables in chapter 13 in chapter 14 now he gives us some stories some what we call didactic or teaching narratives and this one begins after the feeding of the 5,000 this one begins at verse 22 straightway Jesus constrained his disciples to get into a ship and to go before him unto the other side while he sent the multitudes away and when he had sent the multitudes away he went up into a mountain apart to pray and when the evening was come he was there alone but the ship was now in the midst of the sea tossed with waves for the wind was contrary and in the fourth watch of the night Jesus went unto them walking on the sea And when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a spirit. And they cried out for fear. 
But straightway Jesus spake unto them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I, be not afraid. And Peter answered him and said, Lord, if it be thou, bid me come unto thee on the water. And he said, Come. And when Peter was come down out of the ship, he walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind boisterous, he was afraid. Beginning to sink, he cried, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched forth his hand, caught him, said unto him, O thou of little faith, wherefore didst thou doubt? And when they were come into the ship, the wind ceased. And they that were in the ship came and worshipped him, saying, Of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Can you say amen? And I want you to look at somebody like you're angry with them and say, This too will pass. Touch somebody else and tell them the storm is passing over. Hallelujah. <clears throat> I see increasingly more as I study the Word of God that. God is revealing himself to us and when I study I found that the doctrine of revelation and doctrine of the Word of God are very very parallel because it is through the revelatory power of human experience with God that God shows himself and the Word is presented the word then becomes an expression of an experience that individuals throughout the history of the scriptures and even in our lives the word of God becomes the declaration of the events that we have experienced where God reveals himself to us. I, I, this morning I, I got a little on the heavy side early and I felt so disconnected so I'm going to try not to be disconnected today about now the interesting thing is that because God does not show himself because you don't perceive him sensually because he does not allow himself to be observed he does not allow himself to be looked at personally because of that we have to form uh, creative imaginative concepts in our mind about God because he is not observable because we do not sit and talk to him directly we're not able to ask him questions and he responds and we get to know him from a sensual, perceptive point of view. When I speak about sensual perception, I'm really dealing with the senses that I have. My, my touch, my smell, my sight, my taste, my hearing. Because these are the things that connect us to each other and literally connect us to our world. It is because I can hear that I can appreciate the sound of euphonious music. It's because
because I see, I can see all the optical sights of splendor. Because I can touch, I can feel certain things, and I taste certain things, and this connects me to my world. My world then becomes observable. Even as you move in relationships with people, you deal with them on a continued basis because you have them under observation. I know somebody has said to you sometime in your life, I have been watching you. You know, you know, men generally that's a good approach, you know. I just I've been watching you. <laughs> and so because your senses puts people under observation and you can observe their behavior and you can form conclusions based on their behavior because I have observed and I have observed you long enough to understand this is the way you are. This is how you will operate. This is what you will do, given certain circumstances. God does not fall under the parameters of our ability to observe him in that manner. He is not observable, because none of us have had the privilege of looking at him, touching him, tasting him, smelling him. We have not had the privilege to make him observable. And yet still, we have a concept of God. Even though we haven't observed him, we still have a mental picture or a concept of God. And the concept of God is derived from the circumstances that we are in and the revelation of God in those circumstances. And so our imaginative, creative concept goes with us and indeed and in fact it actually influences the way we live, that concept of God. Now make it plain, I think, I can make it a little plainer, uh, the child who grows up without a father, and even though the father isn't there and is not observed by the child, the child forms a concept, an imaginative concept of dad, based primarily on what mother says. But mother has said some things based on what she sees or he sees from the other children at school. So even though he or she does not have a father, they still have a concept of a father. And many times when mother gets angry or dad gets angry and decides that, or mother gets angry and decides that she wants to say, you know, you, you act just like your father. And tell the child off and then you know, used father who is not around uh, to badger the poor child. And oftentimes, mother rapes the creative concept that the child had of a father and destroys and distorts how that child sees father because the creative concept is now influenced by mother's behavior. What God has done for us is he has given us the word. And the Word of God is created over a period of time by some 66 writers, I think that's what it is, and each one having had a concept, an imaginative, creative concept of God in their minds. Because as they operated with God, as God revealed himself through their own life experiences, 
they chronicled those experiences and they put them all together in a document that we call the scriptures. So the revelation of God then is seen over a period of time by a group of writers who wrote thousands of years apart to put their creative concept of God on paper and we put it together, we canonized it, and now we have what we call the Word of God. It is the Word of God that, that becomes now an objective way of analyzing and carefully scrutinizing our subjective, imaginative creation of God. And so what happens now is I can go to this document and I can see whether or not my concept of God is credible based on what others have experienced God to be like. Uh, are you with me? Huh? <laughs> and so consequently, this connection then that we have with our experience gives us a different view depending on the experience of the God that we serve. Uh, I will call it growth, and it becomes growth because you have to go through a series of different things to know God in a plethora of different ways. Uh, on the one hand, he revealed himself as Jehovah Jireh. But the revelation of Jehovah Jireh was not a general revelation. It was a particular and a specific event that called for God to show up in order to bring Abraham out of the circumstance that he was in. He chronicled the event and he called it Jehovah Jireh. It is Israel in the wilderness when they came to Marah of bitter water and they threw, they threw God to have them throw the leaf or the, the branch into the water and the water was healed and the chronicler wrote Jehovah Rapha, the Lord that healeth. It is uh, the psalmist that decided he was Jehovah Rea, the Lord is my shepherd. Uh, various events and various circumstances of life that called for a creative imaginative concept of God is chronicled and now we have something that we can look at and decide whether or not our views of God are significant and confirmed. It is here then that Matthew uses the presentation of Jesus in various circumstances and encounters in order to get us to glean from the story a concept of God. And he does it quite expertly because it's astounding how the Holy Ghost used this tax collector to be so precise in his presentation of the Word of God. And what he does here is he brings us five stories that follow the parables. And of course, the main and the key parable is the parable of the sower. The sower went out to sow the seed. And the five stories are called didactic or teaching stories. 
is there designed to teach us something about Jesus. And, and, and the first story in chapter 14 is the rejection at Nazareth. That's the first one. The second one is the beheading of John. The third one is the feeding of the 5,000. And the fourth one is the one we read, the walking on water. The fifth story is the healing of the Gennesaret sick. And, and what we have here are five different receptions of the word of God, which are illustrated in the parable of the sower. I've got three soils and I've got five stories. And the stories illustrate the parable. They show the meaning of the parable. And, and if you look at the stories, what you will find is a quality of escalation. The quality of the reception of the word of God seems to escalate in each story. Uh, notice we start at the basement level. The soil was, was hard. And when the sower sowed the seed, the birds came and picked up the seed because the seed could not penetrate into the earth. It was a path. For those of us that have been to the country, you know when you know where the path is. And they say, now walk, go in the path. And I don't walk away from the path because I know down in Jamaica they were scared the snakes would get us and all that stuff if we didn't walk in the path. And uh, my uncle was a land surveyor and I would go with him and he would say, now walk in the path now we gotta you know get straight off too far to the left so the ants are so big they bite you we gotta cut them out with knives I think he was I think he was scaring me that's a little boy that's what he was doing whether he wanted me in the path you notice the path gets hard because it's been trodden so it's been walked on it's been rolled and it is hard you can't penetrate the path and so when the sower sold the seed the bird came and picked the seed up and the seed didn't have an opportunity to get to the heart. Now, the first two stories indicate that soil, and that is Jesus and John are rejected. That means they came to promulgate the things of God. But the heart was so hard that the word could not penetrate the hearts of men and women. So they rejected both Jesus and John. The second soil was a soil where it penetrated and it began to grow. But the sun came up and because the soil did not have much root, the sun choked the soil. The, the hard light of the sun caused the soil to die, caused the thing to die. So the word grew up to a certain extent, but it couldn't grow to its fullest extent because of the sun. And the soil was shallow, so it choked. Now, the third and the fourth story. The third story now would be the feeding of the 5,000. And the fourth story would be the walking on water. The walking on water and the feeding of the 5,000 now agree completely and totally with the middle soil. And that is, there's 5,000 people out here, let's feed them. And the disciples said, we ain't got enough to feed them with. And Jesus says, bring it to me. And he fed them. They, they had some faith, but they didn't have enough faith to fulfill. Peter does the same thing where he says, if it be thou, bid me to come on the water. And he steps out on the water, which means he has some faith. But he starts looking around him 
and he sees the boisterous waves and he begins to sink and that shows that he started but he couldn't get it done now the fifth story is a story that is quite remarkable because it seems to be out of place in terms of the philosophical response that the people have to Jesus the fifth story is the story of Jesus being in pagan country which we didn't read just two or three verses and he is totally and completely received by the pagans and this now represents the third soil and that's the soil where the word went it caught up and it yielded 30 fold 60 fold 100 fold but it produced uh, <clears throat> now 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 the difficulty I have is in resolving the issue of faith and the disciples because I can see if Jesus is totally rejected but here's a difficulty I have in the parables the disciples were the privileged ones they were so privileged that Jesus said the privilege of knowing the mystery of the kingdom of heaven has been given to you but to them it has not been given it is interesting now that they are given the parables and they're given the mysteries and they are the ones who are around him let me give you another privilege when Jesus said he said whom do men say that I the son of man am and after they got through saying what others say he said now whom do you say and Peter hollered thou art the Christ the son of the living God and Jesus says to him flesh and blood did not reveal this to you but my father which is in heaven now notice now he is given the privilege of revelation they're given the privilege of knowing the mysteries because they're in the company of Jesus all the time and and here is the privilege it is not by acquisition that they achieve this it is a gift and they did not choose Jesus Jesus chose them and it would seem to me that they were living in a shelter they were living sequestered uh, they were living shielded they were all within Jesus's little church and whatever they needed he provided they had nothing that they did not have provided by Jesus even when tax time came he said go down and get the fish's mouth and get the taxes and I mean they were pampered they were completely shielded it would seem to me then if anybody should have faith and power in Jesus surely it ought to be the church folk I mean I mean surely uh, it ought to be the people who are in the house all the time why because they were witnesses of his omnipotent behavior and they were always in the preview of his miraculous display they were always in the gallery they were always in the bleachers and yet still they seem to be farthest from the mainstream of the divine exhibition of faith when it came to somebody stepping up to the plate and showing uh, 
belief in God, they seem to have been the farthest from the faith. Uh, if you notice, uh, just a list of people who have come to Jesus. Uh, the leper came to Jesus, if you remember, when the leper came. And the leper was extraordinarily modest, but at the same time, he showed some confidence. When he came to Jesus, he said, if thou wilt, thou canst make me whole. He didn't come with any doubt, but he came, of course, understanding that it was not the power of God that he needs to inquire about, because I know what you can do. The thing I'm inquiring about is, are you willing to do it? Now, I know that you have the capacity to heal me, and that there is nothing that falls outside of the parameters of your power to perform. So I know you can heal me. The question is, will you? So he came very modest, but at the same time, he came with confidence because he knew that the only thing that separated him from his healing was the will of Jesus Christ because there is nothing that he will that he can't do. Uh, now, the leper is an outsider. He is not one who is in the parameters of the company of people. In fact, he's got to dwell in a leper colony, and when he comes into public, he has got to tell everybody, I'm a leper. He's got to say, leper, leper, go walk close to me. Now, if anybody should have been dilapidated and discouraged in his mind, then surely it should have been the leper. But the leper comes boldly into the presence of the Lord and crashes into his presence and declares, if thou wilt, thou can make me whole. Uh, there's another guy who wasn't quite leprous, but at the same time, he was an outsider and he was hated because the centurion is part of the dominating forces uh, in Israel and they were hated by the Jews. And so they were not allowed into the social structure. They again were outsiders. They were not allowed into the synagogue. And the centurion says to Jesus, says, I'm a man of authority and I'm under authority and I can see that you have some power. I would like you to send and speak the word for my servant needs to be healed. I don't need you to come to my house. In fact, I'm not worthy for you to come. But he recognized through faith that there is a word that Jesus could speak and the word would leave his mouth and catch the right train, catch the right bus, catch the right cab or go by itself. Go down the right street, go down and go into the right house and find the right room and heal the right person. Uh, he, he had such faith until Jesus declared, I have seen not this much faith, not in all of Israel. And yet still, he was not a part of Jesus' little band. He was not a part of the 12-member church that Jesus was pastoring. And then Jesus goes outside of Israel and runs into a Syrophoenician woman, a black Canaanite woman who begins to holler. Uh, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy 
on me. Another outsider who the disciples told, told Jesus, uh, uh, shut her up for she hollereth, send her away because she's hollering at us and yet still her faith was audacious enough and ebullient enough for her to take the insults of the disciple and Jesus' insult and keep on hollering until Jesus finally hollered, Oh woman, great is thy faith. It was the bleeding woman, the woman with the issue of blood. If you check into Leviticus, she herself was an outsider because her issue of blood had made her so untouchable that nobody could even sit in a chair where she was sitting or lay in the bed where she was laying. She was totally outside and yet still after she had spent all she had she had the tenacity to press through the crowd and declare I've got to get to Jesus it was a man who was sick with a palsy a nerve disease and he couldn't move and his friends took the roof off of somebody's house to put him in uh, and it seems as if anybody that had some need was awfully ebullient and intense about getting to Jesus uh, all they sought was the presence of the Lord because they believed if I could just get in the presence of the Lord. I really don't care what other people think. If I can get into the presence of the Lord, I don't care who will praise him with me. I don't care what my issues are. All I want to do is get into the presence of the Lord. I don't need you to decide for me what's possible. Uh, let me create my own imaginative concept because I don't need you to tell me what he, well, God, he does that. Now, uh-uh. I just want to go find out for myself. Uh, don't tell me I ought not to be in public right about now. I'll drag my little leprous self right up to the presence of the Lord and see, will he set me free? I mean, who is to say what will happen? Who can declare what his will is for me? We find it out in the presence of the living God where prayers are answered in his presence. Power is released in his presence. Joy is restored in his presence. And if he ever come anywhere near me right now, I'm going to grab on to him looking for a move of God. The, the dichotomy here is between those who are outside and the disciples. Because it seems to me now that people who have need have no time to play. Uh -huh. It doesn't matter whether I get a parking space or not. I got a need. I, I ain't got to sit up in the front of the church looking sad and bad and mad. Uh, I sit anywhere I get a seat as long as I feel the power of the living God. And it's critical to grasp this because prayer is actually faith bringing need to Jesus. And without need then faith is vague and abstract. It is unreal because need becomes vital in one's walk with the Lord. That's why last week we established the fact that they that hunger and thirst. Oh, we got too many filled folk 
in the house of God. That's why we ain't got no gut-wrenching praise. Uh, we got too many folk that got it made because their sheltered disciples, like sheltered saints, uh, live in a vague, abstract, and unreal faith of corporate seclusion. We, uh, we just come in and just get lost in the crowd because we don't have any real need. And when somebody gets to hollering around us, we look at the ushers as if to say, what you going to do with this? And if we, the ushers don't move, we look at the deacons as if to say, uh, what you're going to do with this? And, and now we got security. So if nobody will move, we'll call for the security chief to get, because you're disrupting the service. Well, some of our services need to be disrupted. Uh, because sheltered saints like sheltered disciples uh, have no need for anything. Uh, walk around with their traditional pride and their organizational superiority and, and their dispensational strength. And, and like superior saints on the up cycle, they have a tendency to look at folk who are needy as if there's something wrong with them. But let me tell you, revival begins where folk need a move of God. Uh, I feel something pushing me now. We need a move of God. When I look then at the disciples and the church folk, they always looked bad in scripture. Anytime you looked at them, they they were always off. Uh, I'll give you an example. They would have sent the 5,000 away. And after Jesus fed the 5,000, when you come to the 4,000, they wanted to send them away. And Jesus had to remind them, this is only 4,000, y'all. Don't you remember what we did with 5,000? They were the ones who would keep the children away from Jesus. Jesus had to get angry and said, Suffer the little children to come unto me and forbid them not. Get out the way. You know, folk will try to protect Jesus from you. Uh -huh. They don't want you to get blessed. They just, you know, oh, he's tired. The Lord tired. The Lord ain't tired. Uh, he's got enough power for all of us. You know, they, 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 they'll treat you about Jesus like they treat you about the pastor. You know, oh, y'all can't get to the pastor. He's tired. He hurt. He's sick. He broke down. You know. And so we're protecting folk. We're always protecting. But Jesus doesn't need any protection. Uh, Jesus has to be free from me to be free for you. And he's free from you to be free for me. These were the same ones that didn't want him talking to the woman at the well. In fact, they raised their nose when they saw him talking to this woman at the well. They were the ones who didn't want him to go to Zacchaeus' house. And they told the Syrophoenician Canaanite woman to hush because you're disrupting the service. Well, you got a husband. You got a car outside. You got a house over in Malibu. You've got Neiman Marcus accounts. I ain't got nothing. And you think I'm going to sit here like I got it together? Uh, I'm going to holler till I get blessed. And if you don't like me hollering, then just hold my muse. And get a blessing from the Lord. Uh, they were the same ones. 
that accused Jesus of not caring because when they got on the ship and the boat began to rock they were the first ones to holler carest thou not that we perish now that's no greater insult it's one thing when you question your love for God and that's bad when a man doesn't love God but you never question God's love for you that's even a greater insult and so because he's going through a little stuff on the boat Jesus is asleep they say wake us up the reason he's sleeping is because storms are a part of life and ain't no sense in me standing up here looking for every storm because they come in and they, and they come in and when you get out of this one another one's coming because it's in the storm that you get a new and a fresh revelation of who God is uh, they were the same ones who were unable to heal the boy's the man's son they were unable to heal him and they didn't have enough sense to go up to the mountain and call Jesus down that's why the Lord said how long must I suffer with you oh ye of little faith well if they've been running the folk away they're trying to keep the children from Jesus don't want him to talk to the woman at the well or to go to Zacchaeus's house if they were to run the Canaanite woman off and accuse Jesus of not healing and couldn't take care of the man's son well what are these people doing with their time well let me tell you what they're doing with their time they sitting around in little circles trying to figure out who is the greatest among us well it sure can't be you cause you ain't got no power to do anything I feel like preaching in here they sit around with their mamas asking who's gonna sit at the right hand and the left hand and whenever the church is lacking revival you got a whole lot of folk in it trying to get position I feel like preaching in here ah but when the anointing is flowing and the power of God is being felt I ain't got no time to figure out what my title is I'm too busy running the devil out of time I feel like lifting him up you see some people have always been privileged uh -huh. some folks have always had a wife and always had a husband always had some money always had a car never had to catch a bus uh -huh. never had to stay on the side of the street always privileged and because of that you have enjoyed the corporate blessing and and now you feel so significant in what you have achieved that now you have to have the best seat in the church you've got to have a parking place oh and the folk treated me so bad I just got back in my car pastor and I just went home and walked away from an anointed service over somebody's attitude which a spoiled self if you ever go through something in life uh -huh, you'll be glad if somebody bring you you 
go through enough, you ain't got to have Cat Lilies and, and Casablancas. If you go through enough in life, you can bring me just a sunflower from off the side of the street. Oh, I feel like preaching in here. Uh, don't lose your blessing over somebody's attitude. Because if you're hungry enough, you'll come through their attitude. And you'll sit in the aisle if you have to. But I must get a blessing from... I gotta get a blessing from the Lord. I don't care where I sit as long as it's anointed. Oh, they didn't hunger for anything but power. They never thirsted for anything but personal aggrandizement. They had no praise for nobody but themselves. And they had no need for recognition just a front to be tested. Because any time you move into this smug disposition and act like you are so special, Something's going to rise up in your life to help you to understand that even rich folk need Jesus. Uh, even celebrated folk need Jesus. Even intellectual folk need Jesus. And God's going to set up a situation in order to get you to understand. If I start letting those winds blow, it's going to cause you to holler, Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, I feel like preaching in here. Have I told you touch your neighbor? You touch your neighbor and say, neighbor, don't get so caught up when you're on the up cycle because God knows how to bring you back down. You better learn how to praise him when everything is going around because some contrary winds will start blowing in your life. It is Jesus then who creates the need of the disciples because here revelation is invariably revelation for someone in a concrete situation of concern or need. He's got to bring you to the place where you are now concerned about what you're going through. Paul Tillich calls it ultimate concern in his philosophical presentation of God. He says it is a concern that is on you night and day. There is a situation that arises in your life that you think about it when you're going to sleep. It'll wake you up in the middle of the night and you think about it when you get up in the morning. There is a concern in your life that can have you stopping on green lights and driving on red ones. Uh, I wish I could talk to somebody here. Uh, there is a concern in your life. Oh, you're doing all right. You're still matching your shoes and matching your socks. Uh, you, you're doing all right. You're still putting on your stuff and looking in the mirror, looking good at yourself. And, oh, yeah. Woo, I'm, woo. It's, oh, this is tough right here. You're doing all right. But there is a trial. Uh-huh. There is a trial that'll make you put black socks on with white ones. I wish I could talk to you in here. Uh, Jesus set it up like that. And so because he understands there is no general revelation 
but revelation is specific as the need calls for it and need is not abstract nor vague need is real and that's where the Lord meets us in our need he reveals himself in our needs and indeed and in fact he creates the need so that he can put us in another place to get another revelation of how powerful he is so he sent them ahead because he wanted them out in the boat and he knew the storm was coming but he stayed back and sent 5,000 people away because by now he knew they were rowing and they were in the middle of the sea you know God knows how to get you out there where you can't go back uh, I was swimming sometimes and I remembered I was down in Jamaica about a mile out to sea and I was in a boat with the folk and I said you know what I'm a little hungry I'm going in and I jumped off the side and started swimming for shore I got halfway out about 90 foot deep water where the big boats were sending the, 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 the cruise ships and I'm coming by the cruise ships going in and all of a sudden the element I said my God I saw a manito about 50 feet under and I'm nervous now I looked back at where the boat was and I looked at where the shore was and I'm somewhere in the middle and I said I'm too far now to go back I feel the Holy Ghost in here God has a way of putting you in the middle and then let the storm begin to blow and they were too far out to turn around you know the Lord has closed some doors behind you so you've got to go forward if somebody high fives a neighbor I can't go back now I've got to go forward all the hell I'll get going back I might as well take a step of faith and keep on going in the right direction the storm began to blow and the winds were contrary which means they were blowing in the opposite direction which means now as they were rolling with all they had they were coming up against the wind that was blowing them in the opposite way and the Hebrew word here is marsh and it's used here for trials and it's always opposite and opposition the word contrary is always against you and sometimes you're facing winds every day of your life for God to show himself in another storm and sometimes when the winds begin to blow and you feel your strength you can look at the situation and say it'll soon be over especially when you get into a problem and you know you got some money and you got a whole list of friends and you say well it's rough but that ain't no problem I got enough in the bank and what I don't have in the bank I got in the safe and I got me a little bit stuffed under the dirty clothes in the back you know of the washroom in case somebody break in they ain't going through them stinky 
clothes to get my money. Uh, you understand. You've got your little money under the pillow, under the mattress. Got money up over the ceiling. You know where you got the money. I know. And so you got it everywhere. So when the storm begin to blow, you say to yourself, I'll come out after a while. So I'm going to praise the Lord and give God some glory. But let that storm keep blowing. And then all of a sudden now the money began to shrink. And the money begins to become less and less. All the money's gone out the bank. And you're praying to God, Lord, hurry up and turn this thing around. But the storm keeps on blowing. And now they're saying, I'm not alone, fellas. Come on, let's encourage one another. And let's roll by spells. You grow a little and I'll row a little. But let us not give up here right now. They're a little nervous but still hopeful that this storm will hurry up and pass over. But if the storm keeps on blowing, now you get exhausted and you're feeling tired because you've called the same people over and over again. And folk are looking now at the ID, the caller ID. And they're not answering you like they used to because they're sick and tired of you and your trouble and they've helped you until they're exhausted let the storm keep on blowing and right about now you're angry because you're wondering what is wrong with God and your concept of God that you created in good times is now being questioned in hard times and now you're wondering where God is but because you still have a little hope you get you a prayer partner and you say partner come on over we got to touch and agree that God move this thing out of my life and take this thing out of my heart you pray with your prayer partner but the wind just keeps on blowing and now you come to church you in every prayer line and you're sitting and hope the prophet oh prophet call me call me because I need somebody to give me a word call me prophet and the wind just keeps on blowing now you're mad with your church because if your church had some power you wouldn't be going through what you're going through so now you're going to somebody else's church and calling on them to pray you through and it's still the same way the wind just keeps on blowing and now you're just about to lose your mind you're shipping your money to every TV ministry you're sending it all over the country and you're running behind every tent you can find looking for deliverance but the wind just keeps on blowing I feel the Holy Ghost in here it's blowing so hard now that you're throwing up your hands and saying well I guess I'm going to die right about now you're at the extreme edge of your mind you're about to lose your sanity you're being tested like you've never been tested before and all of a sudden you see something coming your way moving in the midst of the storm we might as well have church touch somebody say do you see what I see somebody's coming our way 
because you've been through so much and you've had to face so much hell in your life the thing you see coming it looks like a ghost it must be death coming to get me but God told me to tell you the next person he put in your life is not of the devil but is of God himself God told me to tell you now that you're on the edge the next thing that I'm getting ready to do is bring you out with a mighty hand but I had to wait until nothing else could help but God himself because I need a praise out of you that I haven't had in a long time I need you to worship me with a debt you haven't worshipped me with because you've been sitting around wondering how cute you are but it's time for you to get down on your holy knees and holler Lord help me I feel the Holy Ghost in here help me sound man if you can give somebody high five and say the winds have been blowing but I've got a feeling somebody's on the way ah they couldn't see him because the storm was all over but there is a voice that everybody understands down inside your soul there is a voice when you can't see your way all I need to know is there a word from the Lord speak to me Lord in the middle of my storm he said be not afraid it is I and he was not requesting it was not a request in the Greek it was a demand it was a command don't be afraid sometimes your life is so messed up that God can't ask you to do anything he's just got to step in the middle of your life and make a declaration be still and know that I am God and beside me there is no other be thou healed I feel the Holy Ghost in here give somebody high five that this is not a request this is a command get out of my house devil get out of my job devil this is not a request this is a command I feel like preaching in here when he heard the word and Peter recognized the voice ah we should touch somebody and said do you recognize the voice that woke you up last night in the middle of the night and said everything is gonna be on did you recognize the voice that hollered in the night no weapon formed against you Did you recognize the voice that said weeping may endure for a night, but it's coming in the morning. I feel like lifting him up. Put on your neighbor, say neighbor, it's coming out all right. Because I heard the voice, and when I hear the voice, I'm getting out of this boat. I'm getting out of this boat. I'm not going to sit around here with a whole lot of scared folks. When I heard the voice of the Lord, Peter hollered, if it be you, 
than bid me to come. I'd rather walk on the storm than sit up here and be pretentious. I'd rather walk on the storm than sit up in here and be a hypocrite. I'd rather walk on the storm than sit around with a whole lot of folk that don't want to worship, don't want to praise. I'd rather be on the storm than miss cute stuff and miss the bad stuff. I'd rather step out with Jesus and take a chance on the water. Can I preach like I feel it? Peter didn't walk on the water. He walked on the word. Because he said, if it be thou, then bid me to come. And when he said, come, he stepped out on the come. Feel like preaching in here. Touch your neighbor, say walk, and don't look around. Keep your eyes on the voice. Keep your eyes on the word, and don't go looking around. Quit looking at the devil. Quit looking at the enemies. Quit looking at the snakes. Walk through the snake. Walk through your enemies. Walk through the devil.
storm. And I'm still here, but the storm is gone.
kind of radio you need. Yes, Jesus is a morning radio. Old radio for real people. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Bishop Noah Jones this morning, the storm is passing. The songwriter said the storm is passing, hallelujah. <laughs> hallelujah. And he talked about some different things, you know, some things that uh, people go through and where they not and this type of thing. And I'm going to tell you, if you want to draw closer to God, it takes a personal prayer life and a personal Bible study life. And you got to pray before going into the Bible study. But Lord, I need you to give me wisdom of your word. Give me understanding and knowledge of your word. Because understanding and knowledge is going to equal to wisdom. Yeah, you'll be wise. Uh, I know when to shut up, <laughs> although it seems like I don't, but I know when to shut up. I know when never to say nothing. I know when to just listen. Yeah, all of that. That's wisdom from the word of God. Mm-hmm. And you can pray concerning his word, what his word says, and you'll see that thing come to pass. Oh, yes, you will. Hallelujah. God is not a lying God. Yeah. He and his son, they're one. And Jesus is the way, the truth, and the light. And you often hear me say, my light. Yeah, because he lead and guide me uh, in the right path for his name's sake. And I'm grateful unto him. Listen, I was talking about the uh, T-shirt ministry, and uh, no one really got back to me. I'd like to know if some of you like to sit on the uh T-shirt ministry, and we'll have a Zoom meeting soon. And with that Zoom meeting, we're going to talk about the ins and outs, and you'll be able to help me to put this together and design it. And look now, once it get up and really going, you can sit back and say, look, I did this. Yeah, that's my design. That's my this, this, that, and the other. And we're hoping to get it to a place where those on the T-shirt ministry can get paid. Yeah, I, I, I pray for this. Because there are all kinds of T-shirts we can get out. Not just Jesus in the morning. Yeah, I got all kinds that uh, we can get out. Sister Irene, she designed some stuff. And uh, I'll be able to even get that from her, turn it into a patch, and put it on the shirt. So uh, if you want to work on that T-shirt ministry, uh, let me know. You can send me a, a note over at Freedom Freedom Doors at Yahoo.com. If we're on Facebook, you can send me a message or, you know, on Facebook, and uh, we can talk there. Then we're going to move it over to a Zoom call. That way we can see each other if you want to and 
everybody can talk and we go back and forth till we get everything into place. But I think this is important and uh, I think it will do well. I believe God for it to do well. Contact me if you want to work on that t-shirt ministry. Some people in the house these days with nothing to do. And uh, you don't have to be a brain surgeon or have the brightest ideas or none of that. But you may be a person that say, well, hey, Sister Barbara, if you send me 10 T-shirts, I can put the patches on them for you. But I can't do more than 10, and it might take me a week to do that, two weeks, whatever. Yeah, every little bit is a help. And uh, we give God glory. We give him the honor. We give him the praise. And we want some T-shirts. We don't have to charge $30 for $24 because they are expensive, uh, you know, with the different things on them that you want on them. And uh, bigger sizes, they are expensive. Yeah. So we just want to be a blessing. Uh, a few years ago, I gave a bunch of T-shirts away. And uh, it cost me, but the Lord blessed me that I could have a price for everything that I didn't have to um, cry over it because I prayed and asked him, and he did it. But also while he was doing it, he had showed me many days, look here. You see what these people are about? They'll take all they can from you, but they're not going to give you nothing now. I just want to show you. And he showed me all of this. <laughs> I was like, Lord, what in the world? But, yeah, it, it's the way people are. It is just the way for us. And uh, I can't complain. I can't complain about it. You know, but he, he's going to show you so you'll know what to do and, and whether, you know, plant your seed and this kind of stuff and who to help. Oh, thank you, Jesus. I knew that today. I knew it. Thank you, Jesus. But God is faithful. And uh, he's on our side in spite of us. He looks beyond fault and yet meet need. And we are grateful unto him for that. Yeah, we thank him. We thank him. And so, uh, oh, the studio is open. If there's anyone have something they would like to say. And uh, while we are uh, waiting to see if anyone has something they would like to say. Okay. Okay. No problem. All right, so let's go here. Good morning to you, Sister Mary Ann, and good morning to you, uh, Sister Rose Brown, Sister Simone, and uh, Sister Laura, Mr. Mason, and Ms. Deborah. Good morning to you. Minister Center, I think I said good morning to you already. Sister Sion, Sister Diane, Sister Angela Foote, Sister Anna Lee Foote. Good morning to you, Sylvia Joe Jones. God bless you this morning. Sister Sharon Slayton. God bless you this morning. Sister Kim Hop, I said the weekend, I got to call and check on them. And uh, good morning to you, Apostle Claudia Boatwright. God bless you this morning. Good morning to the main man, Brother Louie. Had to run Sherry to the eye doctor. <laughs> good morning to you, Brother Jermaine, Brother Anthony, Brother D. God bless you, Brother D. I see that 706. Good morning to you, Brother Mike Hop. And uh, Brother George West Perry, Brother Lee Hamilton, Brother Cal, Brother Justin Gilmore, Brother Frank, and Brother Marquez Griffin. Good morning to you. God bless you. Thank God for you. And if there's anybody I asked for $9 and I said I would give it back, 
would you please remind me if you're on Facebook or go over to uh, Freedom Doors at Yahoo.com and send me, just say yes, you said you send my $9 back because I, um, I think I asked two or three people for the $9, but I was told to tell them I'll give it back. So I want to give that back, and I didn't write the name down at the time. I was on my phone getting them $9 over to that ministry. So look, um, if I owe you $9, I want you to let me know. Yeah, and I send that $9 back. And we're still working on the $9 uh, to bless this ministry. Not my ministry. I'm working to help someone else. Yeah, it's what the Lord told me to do, get three envelopes. And I told them what he said. And God began to move. So if you got $9 uh, at any time, you can send to plant a seed over there again and again. You are going to be blessed. So we thank God for that. We thank God for it. Hallelujah. Again, the studio is open. And uh, while we are waiting to see if anyone has something they would like to say, I'm going to play this one for you, bro, Cal. Little small house, big family Seven kids and I'm the baby But I'm grown now And I'm like, praise the Lord Cause everything I've been praying for Is finally knocking on my door And it's so, so loud And I'm gonna take it
and have lunch or something together. Hallelujah. But uh, just pray about it. See what the Lord says. And if he says no, you say nothing. If he says yes, you send me the email, freedomdoors at yahoo.com, and we'll go from there. God bless you this morning. And uh, if no one have anything else they would like to say, because I'm done for the day. I've done what he had me to do. I will pray us out, and uh, we'll get out a little bit early this morning. Let me see down here right quick. All right. No one have nothing to say. All right, let's pray. Father God, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we thank you for this day. Thank you for all you've done, what you're doing right now, and Father, what you're going to do. Great and mighty things for us. As we depart this morning, help us to remember your word. For Father, your word is a lamp unto our feet. It's a light unto our path. Forever, O God, thy word is settled in heaven. Sanctify us today through thy truth, for thy word is truth. Move by your spirit again, Father. I'm asking for these, your people. Move for their family and friends. Open doors and make ways. Those that stand in the need of finance, Lord, send uncommon blessings their way today. And let them be willing to share with someone else in the name of Jesus. We thank you. We give you glory, honor, and praise as we depart. Bless our going out, Father. Bless our coming in. Meet the need in our lives again today, according to your riches and glory, by your Son, Christ Jesus. And Father, remind us to look to the hills from which cometh our help. All of our help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. And we thank you this morning. We thank you. We give you the glory. We give you all the honor and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen and hallelujah. May the Lord watch between me and thee while we are absent one from another. In the name of Jesus, go today in love and peace. Share the good news of Jesus and give someone something of quality. God loves a cheerful giver. God bless you. Have a wonderful day. And uh, I seek the blessings of Almighty God upon you today. February 1st, 2023. In Jesus' name. Look at this. We are already into February in this new year of 2023. Second month, one day. Hallelujah. God is faithful. So at this time, I'm going to say bye-bye. And uh, this will be our last song of the morning. It was meant to kill me, sin to destroy me, and I thought that it would, and I thought that it should, cause I messed up so many times, I went left when you said right, I'll understand if you wanna let me go, let me go, let me go, but you held on to me, and you wouldn't let me go, and you wouldn't let me go, go. And what the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good. What the enemy meant for evil, God has worked it out for my good.
Hold on one second, sister. 